Book, a Tampa Bay Times podcast on Florida education issues. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek. This week, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School Public Safety Commission is back at work discussing its concerns and possible solutions to making sure that schools are safe throughout the state of Florida and making sure that school districts are following the laws as set forth and looking into what laws need to be changed or added to. As that's happening, The Hernando County School District has been taking one piece of that debate into a new direction. The school district people there have for a long time been totally on board with having school resource officers from the sheriff's department. Recently, the superintendent's office said, hey, we might be able to do a different and better job if we do it ourselves. We're bringing our reporter from Hernando County, Jack Evans, in today, and he's going to discuss what's going on over there and how things are playing out in Hernando County Public Schools when it comes to school safety and security. Let's take a listen. Well, Jack Evans, I'm really glad to have you back on the podcast. You've been gone too long. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm excited to be back on after, I think, nearly a year since my last visit to the podcast. Wow, that is a long time, but you have some good stuff going on in your district, and one of them has got a lot of of statewide interest. It's the whole issue of school district security, and you've been having the situation where Hernando County always seemed to be one that was like, we are pro-school resource officer, we're working with the sheriff's office, no questions asked, that's the safest thing. And then all of a sudden, the superintendent said, Maybe we should create our own police force. And now things kind of went haywire from there. Talk about it a little bit for us. Sure. Well, I I mean, as you said, this was kind of a surprise. Even I, as the reporter covering the district, was pretty surprised when I found out. And and I guess the best place to start might be a couple of months ago and maybe even farther back than that to give some context just that there have been sheriff's deputies as school resource school resource officers in Hernando County schools for quite some time. I don't know exactly how many years, but I think it's in the decades realm. Um, of course, in 2018, after the Parkland shooting, we had new legislation that required new standards for um, SROs or guardians in a school, gave school districts kind of a couple of options to work from, but basically said you need more people in the schools protecting the schools that was the idea and after that comes down in spring of 2018 the hernando county school district and the sheriff's office here along with sort of some guidance from the county commission i believe although that was slightly before my time as a reporter here they kind of quickly put together a plan to get sheriff's deputies as sros in every school all all 23 public Hernando County schools, um, elementary, middle, and high. And so they've been in place in all of the schools for, you know, all of last school year and then into this school year. And so let's just make sure we're clear here. This was in reaction to them saying, maybe you should hire, or not even hire, allow teachers to carry guns and protect the schools. And the school district was vehemently against that. Right. That was, certainly they have been opposed to that just 
kind of generally ambiently, you know, it's something that I ask about every so often. And the answer is kind of always like, we haven't really talked about it again, but we have no plans to do anything like that at this point. Um, for what it's worth, when guardians have been talked about, and, and this is something we'll probably touch on later because it's kind of where this will all go next. But when guardians have been talked about, it, it's been not in terms of um, having teachers armed. Um, but to, to get back to the topic at hand, I think where this really all starts is over the summer, um, the uh, sheriff, the contract between the school district and the sheriff that has the sheriff's office providing SROs for the school district, um, that contract has a clause built in that allows the sheriff's office to requ- re- request, but the school district has to fulfill it, a 5% price increase every year, up to 5%. So they can ask for up to 5% more money every year. Typically, they have not asked for that full 5%. This year they did. And when they did that, you know, it's a a tight time for school districts all around Florida. And Hernando County is certainly in better financial health than it has been even in the recent past. Uh, But school board members, I think, were a little bit taken aback by that. Um, And in response to that, you know, 5% more that they were going to be paying this year, they kind of generally directed district staff to look at what else is out there. Mostly this was in terms of talking about guardians, which is why I and I think a lot of other people didn't expect this to take the turn that it did. Um, but the general direction was just, you know, doing a, a fresh review of our options for uh, school district security and see what's out there. Did they say at all what they thought 5% was worth in terms of money and also in terms of personnel? Well, I can tell you that uh, this year the school district is paying, I believe, $2.1 million, somewhere in that neighborhood, for 20, I want to say 25 SROs, including one for each school and then a couple of what they call floating positions, and then uh, two sergeants who oversee those SROs. Um, So 27 people in total for $2.1 million. The projection for next year, uh, if the sheriff asks for the 5%, again, will be up to $2.4 million. Um, and like I said, that's that's 27 people um, on the personnel side that they're paying for. So they wouldn't get anything more for the extra money. They would just be paying more money. Right. It, it's essentially, uh, you know, I don't know what the original reasoning behind putting that clause in many years ago when they first established this contract was. I gather that it has something to do with, you know, you have, cost of living increases. You have the sheriff's office here is built on a, an annual step system where there are, you know, raises every year based on experience level. And so they have to compensate for that somehow. Um, that said, the school board was like, does it really need to be this much extra that we're paying every year? And is there a way that we can figure out a, a, a way to do this that doesn't require us to do that. So they essentially started surveying their options over the summer, and then they kind of went quiet about it, quiet about it again. And, you know, as you know well, Jeff, um, early in the school year, you obviously have the, the beginning of school stuff, but you also have everything budget-related, and so that everything else kind of takes a backseat there for a month or two. Um, and then I guess it was the very beginning of this month, maybe the first day of October, um, or the last day of September, uh, I got a call from the PIO here in Hernando County, um, basically saying that the, the superintendent had some something that he wanted to be able to say publicly and wanted to talk about. I met with 
superintendent and the, the assistant superintendent. And they presented this plan as having a few distinct upsides for the district as they saw it. For one, based on the projections on the way they budgeted it, they said they would be able to hire a larger staff for the same amount of money that they're now paying the sheriff's office. So they based it on a, a $2.4 million level, which, as I said, is, is what they will pay the sheriff's office next year if the sheriff asks for that full 5% increase do they have uh, that five percent i mean do they have that money just lying around that they can spend i as far as i can tell it wasn't necessarily a huge problem this year but it's still a pretty substantial increase that the school district i'm sure would like to spend elsewhere if they could so then why not just leave it i mean in their proposal did they say why not just leave it as 2.1 million dollars and and staff it with that amount as opposed to the 2.4 say and that's something that uh, I do see that the sheriff raised when I talked to him is you know he thinks for one that's no for projection because he doesn't know yet if he's going to ask for the the five percent next year uh that said basically the the first reason that the school district gave that this would be a good thing is that they'd be able to hire for the 2.4 million hypothetically they think they'd be able to hire a total of 33 people which would be 27 SROs who are in the schools, so one for each school plus a few float positions, uh, a, a command staff that includes a chief of police, a lieutenant, and three sergeants, um, and one secretary, a non-sworn law enforcement person who's just managing office stuff. They said they'd be able to hire all of those people for the same amount that they expect slash anticipate paying the sheriff's office next year. Um, and, and if the police department had been voted through by the school board, it would have begun in August 2020, so for the next school year. So um, nothing would have changed for the rest of the school year, of this current school year, regardless of how things had turned out. Um, but this proposal was for something set to begin next fall. Uh, the other big part of it that the school district pointed out as a, as a positive is sort of a, a combination of flexibility and where they're able to put people. Um, so you have who currently most SROs work 10 months out of the year in, in the schools and then another couple of months doing something else in the sheriff's office, typically during the summer. Um, these would be 12-month or 11-month positions under the district's proposal, which would give them some more flexibility on where to put people during the summer, flexibility and training, that kind of thing. Uh, but, but perhaps even more to the point, something that the district folks who were proponents of this really hammered on was what they saw as an ability to focus an even stronger focus on school safety and aspects of that that are maybe not strictly law enforcement related, but things like getting a better understanding of child development, of how to interact with uh, ESE students or students with autism, et cetera. Um, and, and that's something that when I talked to the sheriff earlier this week, he took exception to a little bit. Um, and the school district, for what it's worth, has said that it, it has no problems with the sheriff's office performance here so far, uh, but it thinks it could be sort of even more laser focused on school security and school safety. So those are the main reasons that the school district put forward that it would be a good idea. But then the school board, they didn't bite? Is that the deal? They just said no? Well, a, a week after the district announced that it was putting this proposal forward, there was a school board meeting in which this came up, uh, this did not come up at the official sort of nighttime meeting where they were 
this game about a week drop earlier in the day. Um, and so staff from the school district presented this proposal, um, and, and the school board talked it over. And the board in Hernando County, at least in the past year or so since the last elections, um, and the board took on a, a slightly new look after those with a couple of new members, they haven't been divided on a lot of issues. There have been occasional things where they've sort of butted heads, such as um, how to approach expanding career and technical education, uh, but they usually vote, uh, you know, they, they have their discussions during workshop, and then they're kind of all on the same page by the time it comes to comes time to vote on an issue. Uh, here, you had a board that was divided on this prospect of a school district police department, and not just divided in two, but really divided in three. Uh, on, on one side of this divide, you had... Um, Two school board members, Susan Duvall, who's the chair of the board, and Kay Hatch, who were very much in favor of this idea. They really liked how it sounded. Um, they agreed with district staff that they thought it would provide a, a chance to hyper-focus on school security and on interaction with students, um, give a chance for SROs to train side-by-side -side with teachers, uh, not just on law enforcement-related things, but on trainings that might be beneficial to both of them, such as mental health-related things, etc. Um, they were really in favor. On the exact opposite side, you had one board member, Jimmy Lodato, uh, who was very much opposed to this idea. He said he basically thought it did not have legs, um, and that you know he, he was pretty much happy with the job that the sheriff's office has done so far, and basically why, why fix what isn't broken in his eyes. Um, and then in the middle, you had... A couple of people, uh, Gasquadanino and um, Linda Prescott, the other two board members, who both essentially wanted more information about this. They were very much on the fence. And so that's where we left it. Uh, today's a Tuesday, and so that was a week ago today that that happened. Um, and in the wake of that, the, the community response to this is, is sort of difficult to get a hand around because, you know, as happens with a lot of education issues, there's a, a lot of hubbub on social media that can kind of drown out some quieter voices on either side of the conversation. But certainly there was a lot of concern about transparency. There was a lot of concern from parents who were afraid that the school district would have too much power if it took on the policing responsibility. Wait, you think parents, parents were concerned about that or were the police concerned about that? That sounds like a oh, sheriff's office concern. <laughs> it, it, it is both, really. That. Those were certainly concerns that parents raised, but when I talked to the staff earlier this week, they absolutely brought those things up as well. Um, and, and absolutely, there's also a financial side of this that critics sort of poked holes at, or at least poked at seeing where the holes might be. Uh, something that, that Jimmy Lodato brought up, uh, the board member who was opposed to this, and then that the sheriff, Almin Heiss, also brought up, is things that were listed as startup costs in the budget for this, the proposed budget for this, that might actually wind up being recurring or almost certainly would wind up being recurring. Things like ammunition, like vests, like vehicles. Oh my gosh, I hope um, ammunition doesn't turn out to be a recurring cost for the school police force. <laughs> sure. I mean, you would hope that they don't have to use it too often outside of their training, right? Um, but th these are all things that came up as, would these really be one-time costs? Um, and, and then some concern over just were some of these costs lowballs? Were some of them um, very optimistic estimates? For what it's worth, my understanding is that the school district staff who put this budget together did base it on uh, what 
costs have been like in other school districts that have gone in this direction. So they cited specifically Clay County schools, um, which earlier this year, the school board up there voted to establish a police department. And this has been their this school year so far has been their first year doing that. Um, and Sarasota County schools where the board voted right after the legislation in 2018 that came after, excuse me, that came after Parkland, they voted in Sarasota to establish a school district police force. Uh, and in that case, the school district police started in elementary schools last year and then expanded to all district schools this year. So there were a couple of points of reference for the people who put this together, but there were also a lot of places that, that critics um, found unstable. And so now the answer is what? If they're not going to do the police force, are they going to just stick with the SROs or are they going to arm teachers? Yeah, well, well the, the answer is Essentially, the answer is this became a very sort of loud conversation very quickly. Um, and, and I should say also one of the other criticisms that was levied against uh, the school district in this by both law enforcement officials, you know, with the sheriff's office and by parents uh, and by Jimmy Lodato, the board member who was opposed to this, really a criticism that was coming from all sides was that they were simply moving too fast on this. So the school board was set to rediscuss this at the October 22nd workshop, which is next week, and then to vote on it that night. Um, and so that's why this morning it was a little bit of a surprise when the district announced that it was dropping this idea entirely. Um, and, and we don't have a ton of context on why exactly that is. Uh, we do know that John Stratton, the superintendent, said that he had heard out the community um, and that he had, after sort of synthesizing all of the, the the pros and cons and the criticisms and the support that they'd gotten, had decided that now was not the right time to move forward with this. Um, that said, for now, they will be sticking with SROs as they are in the schools right now. Um, so there, there will be a change for the foreseeable future that we know about right now. That contract with the sheriff will persist. Uh, sheriff's deputies will be the SROs in Hernando County Schools. Uh, and, and that kind of brings us to what might happen next, which is the conversation about school guardians. Um, so for listeners who might not know the exact terminology, school guardians are uh, trained in school safety. They are permitted to, to carry weapons. Um, they, are, they do not have rest powers or that kind of thing. They're not sworn law enforcement officers necessarily, although some of them might have law enforcement backgrounds or military backgrounds. Um, and, and the guardians conversation is one that for the for, for all of last school year did not come up a lot, but started to come up as a possibility over the summer that the board talked about. Um, and, and I think there is, from my understanding, there's really some support for guardians on the school board. In this case, though, they would not be replacing, at least per everyone I've talked to on the school board who supports this, no one wants them to replace SROs in the schools. They'd be uh, auxiliary uh, protection, essentially. So they would be placed, probably if the school board were to go in this direction, they'd be placed at some of the larger campuses, high school campuses, and they'd be available to provide security at sporting events and that kind of thing. Um, so that's, you know, my prognostication is that that is where this conversation goes next, is will there be guardians? How many of them will there be? Who are they going to be and where are they going to be? And so that's what, 
you know, anyone who's in Hernando County and kind of concerned for where this is going next, that's that's what what they should keep an eye on. It's really interesting that this is all happening at the same time that the state public school safety commission is is meeting and still trying to figure out what they think will be the best answer to school security and trying to make sure that everybody's doing the be- the best and the most that they can to keep the kids safe and it doesn't sound like Hernando County is doing anything but trying to find the best and most efficient way to answer that question and and with money being limited and people being limited, it sounds like they're stretching their ideas at least. So that's a good thing, right? I mean, at least they're discussing it and and trying to find good, efficient ways to protect children. Sure. And, and I think, you know, based on what I get from talking to the school district folks and from board members who were in favor of this, you know, no one is trying to say to heck with the sheriff's office, um, you know, I don't think that's necessarily something that's come into play here. It's certainly not something that anyone has expressed vocally here. Um, Really, the line here has been we're trying to figure out the best way to protect kids and to do that efficiently and effectively and still, you know, do the best job possible. You know, as you point out, against the state backdrop that this is kind of playing out against, there's still a debate as to what the best way is. This has been the dominant conversation of of really the past year and a half, um, and, and people are really still working through it at, at every level. And there's, it seems that there's no one size fits all um, resolution here. And I talked, uh, another person I talked to for some of this reporting was the president of the Florida School Boards Association, who told me that you know what she sees happening is, is school boards across the state not necessarily going to the same extent that Hernando has here and putting together a, a full proposal for such a major change but certainly weighing their options in a similar way. And she thinks, she told me, as we go forward, that we'll see more and more school districts weighing a school district police force as an option. If not, you know, whether it's the only option or the best option is is something that I think is really going to have to be looked at on a granular level and on a case-by-case basis. Well, Jack, we're going to count on you to tell us what happens in Hernando next, and maybe we'll even be nice and let you tell us what's going on in Sarasota and Clay some more, too, and some other counties around, so we can f- figure out and what is the best answer, and, and I know you're going to have it for us, so thank you. <laughs> well, you know, I'll try my best, and uh, yeah, I, w- I would love to, whenever you'll have me back, I would love to talk some more about the, the context around all of this, because I think it's fascinating, and like I said, there's there's a lot that um, I've learned and reported this story or this series of stories that uh, that has not just made it in the stories themselves um, and that I think is, is really interesting. That's the end of our conversation and the end of our podcast. If you'd like to chime in with your thoughts and views, go to our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook, where you can put your thoughts on the post where this podcast will be. To keep up on the latest and other Florida education breaking news, Be sure to visit our blog regularly, The Gradebook, at www.tampabay.com slash gradebook. If you want to share this podcast with your friends, you can find it on Google and on Apple and a host of other places where the podcasts are made available. If you'd like, please put some reviews in there and rate us. Maybe that will help people to find it in other ways. If you want to tell us what you want to hear more about or what you don't want to hear anything about, send me an email to jsolochek at tampabay.com. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek. Thanks again for listening.